Welcome to Motherhood in Hollywood, episode 152. My guest today is the love of my life, the hunkiest dream machine around, and my dream boat. It's Chris Broker. Here we go. Come on, mama. Grab your popcorn and goobers. It's time for Motherhood in Hollywood with your host, Heather Brooker. This is a crude prude's perspective on being a full-time mom in showbiz. She's not a perfect mom, but she can play one on TV. Hold on to your butts. Here's Heather. Hey, friends. Thanks for joining us on another episode of All About Heather Brooker. Mostly. Mostly about 99% about Heather Brooker. No, it's Motherhood in Hollywood and... Um, that sultry voice you hear is my main squeeze, Chris Brooker. Hi. Yes, it is. <laughs> Hello, everybody. Um, these are, without a doubt, my favorite episodes to do. Mine too. No offense to all of the incredibly famous and lovely people that are on my show. I'm just better than they are. You're just better than they are. <laughs> wow. Hashtag humble. Um, so I wanted to have you on today because we've had some big, exciting things happening in our life with Channing going off to kindergarten. Yes. Yes. Transition week. It, it has been a big transition. And actually, part of the reason why I didn't do an ap- episode last week was because of all of this stuff happening. And I just get, I'm finding lately, as you know, and I talk about a lot, I'm just yeah. overwhelmed with a lot of things happening. And um, Your life is never dull. It's never dull. You have a lot of stuff going on, always. I do. I think it's because I can't say no. And when I do say no, it, there's it's usually because no one's paying me. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. Fair enough. Um, but no, I'm I'm... I'm having a, you know, I'm juggling with the new job and, and very much so. So Channing school schedule, um, I think I talked about it in the last episode. Channing's school schedule is entirely different than it was in preschool. In preschool, she right. used to go nine to three, and I'm now realizing like what a dream that was because I didn't have to get up super early. Our preschool is like ten minutes away, so yeah. I could kind of roll out of bed at like eight. Um, then after I drop her off, it was right by 8.50, stop. 9.15. 9.15. And, um, she didn't have to be there on time. It's not like the school stopped right. running if right. we were late. And she was right by my, you know, her school was right by my favorite coffee shop. So I would drop her off, cruise on over. Living the dream. Yeah. It's... Literally living the dream. <laughs> and, um, now it's all come to a grinding halt. In a matter of days. Because now her school starts an hour earlier. It starts at 8. Actually, yeah. we have to be there at 7.55. 7.55. For, so, so she can line up. <gasps> and then she gets out at 12.23. 12, 12, yeah, 12.23. It's such a specific time. Uh, weird time. It's a very weird time. And it's, so it's earlier and it's a, the, the pickup, the earlier pickup is what's frustrating to me. Yeah. Like on, on her very first day this last week very first day we were running late to drop off because we didn't realize how quite how many people were going to be there dropping off like yeah. we couldn't even get thousands close. of kids we couldn't even get close to the school because there were <clears> so <throat> many cars we had to at one point Channing and I jumped out of the car and Chris went on to park um so she wouldn't be late and um then for a pickup like it just happened to have an audition like right around the time that her school was getting out and I 
was literally racing across town. My heart was racing because I'm like, I don't know what happens if I'm not there on time. Do they give her a demerit? Do they take her back in? Do, does she? Do they leave her on the side of the road? Like I don't know. She won't get accepted to college. She'll it's never make terrible. it to college. And all these thoughts are <laughs> running through my mind. Instead of focusing on my audition, I'm panicking and I'm freaking out, thinking, "Oh my gosh, I'm." It's my kid's first day of school and I've already failed. That was my mindset. I'm already mm-hmm. failing at this. So what the hell am I going to do for the next year? Um, <laughs> oh, my God. But I ended up getting there about 10 minutes late. And um, and she wasn't the only kid left. She wasn't the only kid left. Yeah. No, the teacher was standing out there, um, you know, and, and was like, hi. And, you know, everything was fine. She didn't even really seem to mind. So I was like, oh, thank God. But um, still, for me, there's a tremendous amount of guilt and, sure. a, and, a, and a tremendous amount of pressure because, as you know, I have a I have very specific goals in mind for my career and stuff I want to do and, mm-hmm. and all of that. World domination. World domination. And um, I feel guilty for not doing, like, putting her first in every single thing that I do. You shouldn't feel guilty if following your dreams, for one thing. No. It's not that I feel guilty following my dreams. I feel guilty because I feel like I'm failing at other in other areas. Mm. So I feel like I'm, I'm not always as present yeah. for her as I could be or should be. You know, like there's a lot of times when she ends up having to play video games or play on her iPad or something for a while longer than I intended because I have work to do. I have emails to mm-hmm. do. I have editing to do. Um, calls to take, whatever, social media to do. And that's all part of my business last job. Yep. You know? Um, so I feel guilty a lot. And then to also then on her first day be late yeah. on top you of to, it. Yeah, you're wrecked with guilt probably. Yeah, it was just like, oh, come on. Like, get it together, Brooker. Hmm. Um, but it's, it's, it's a transition, you know? And it's, it's something that, you know, once you get into the rhythm of it, mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, you're going to have those days where, yes, you're going to have an audition or you're going to have a... F- film shoot or you you'll be God doing a, you'll be doing a story or something you know mm-hmm. for the tv station and uh you'll have to be somewhere and you know we'll we'll work all that out that's fine but i think once you get into the rhythm of things it'll be a lot smoother i know it feels weird but like when she, it seemed a lot easier when she was smaller because i noticed and i don't know if this less back talk less smart mouthing i don't know if you noticed this too but when she was little like little, I didn't seem to have any trouble finding anyone to watch her. Like our friends were more than ready, willing, and able to come over and play with the baby or sit with the baby. Sure, because it's but, relatively low but maintenance. But now that she's yeah. like a human person who talks and needs attention and plays and all of that, they've all vanished. Yeah, all our friends are gone. Thanks, friends. <laughs> They've all just like been like, peace out. Hello, we don't, anyone out there? We don't want kids. We just want babies. Um, but no, have you noticed that too? It's like we will, I will text. Yeah. I mostly text people. You don't ever have to text anybody, which is kind of bullshit. But <laughs> I, t- I mean, it is. <laughs> I'm mostly texting our friends who, and I'm pretty sure a lot of them think, geez, Heather only ever texts me when she needs me to watch her kid. Well, yeah. <laughs> what else good are you? <laughs> Why are we friends otherwise? It takes a village, people. Come oh, on. Like, get in our village. Get in our village. 
Um, but no, I've noticed that. Like, I will text people now and be like, hey, could you help me out for just like an hour? Or like, I'll buy you lunch. Or can you come over for a couple of hours? Yeah. Like, whatever. Yeah. And everybody's like, nope, busy, busy. And I'm like, mm, you're not busy. I see you watching TV on your Instagram. <laughs> like, you're not busy. You're not busy. <laughs> you're an, sick. You're not a work actor. You're not busy. You're not a work actor. <laughs> um, this is the one that kills me is whenever I ask people for help and they go, um, oh, I can't. I'm sick. I'm like, are you? Also, I don't care. You can get my kids sick. Yeah, get my, I just yeah. need to go to my audition. <laughs> She's a healthy kid. She'll survive. She's got a really good immune system because yeah. I breastfed her, so it's fine. But people don't realize that I'm like, I don't care if you're sick. I don't care if you've got whatever. Cough all over her. Just no, don't just, cough just, all over her. Just as long as you're here doing it and I'm not here. We're gonna, people are going to think we're horrible. But I'm like, I don't care. Just don't breathe on her. Just come over and sit and make sure she doesn't Wear die. a mask. That's all I'm saying is just make sure she doesn't die. It's that's the basic requirement. So that's all you need to audition. do. But no, people are like, I can't. I'm sick. I think I actually texted someone sometime. I'm like, it's fine. I don't care if you're sick. Just please come <laughs> over. <laughs> but I have noticed that our friends have sort of um, vanished. Yeah. Well, I mean, yeah. No, I don't know. Probably. Maybe a little. A little bit. Um. Well, what has your feeling been watching her this last week transition into kindergarten? Can you believe it? We have a kindergarten. Kindergartner. Man. It's crazy. We're um, so old. I know she was nervous and and you know a little scared. I think there was some more drama than there needed to be. You know, d- I don't d- think d- she right. was dramatic. I think. Well, I mean, it was a buildup. I they, think there was they, a buildup. They yeah. talked about it a lot in her preschool yep. to prepare them, but I think what it ended up doing was making her nervous. Yeah. Had we just said, hey, you get to go to a new school, she would have been like, oh, okay. Cool. All right. Um, yeah, there, there, there was the buildup, and she was definitely nervous. But I think, you know, by the end of the week, by Friday, she was pretty good. Totally. You know? Because I dropped her off on Friday, and was it Friday or Thursday? One of the days. She seemed fine. Yeah. Like, she even ran to the teacher and didn't even, like, wave bye to me or anything. She was ready to go. So. One thing I love about Chan is how... One, uh, once she realizes what's going on and wraps her head around anything new or whatever, mm-hmm. she's pretty adaptable. She's like, cool, let's go. Let's do this. Yeah. She's pretty good with the flow. Sometimes she's hesitant with like newer things or new environments. Well, she's had a lot of experience with your stuff. I mean, you you, you take her to a lot of different events. Oh, and each true. event is a brand new thing, a movie, a screen, you know, screening, a red mm-hmm. carpet, whatever. Uh, so it's a new experience for her. So she's kind of used to that. I always wonder if she's going to grow up thinking... Every week we go to parties and somebody gives her presents. <laughs> Entitled. <laughs> I always wonder if that's what she's, she's going to walk into a room just demanding candy or like, something. Where's my gift bag? <laughs> like we went to see Smallfoot today, the new Channing Tatum movie. And um, they gave her a little gift bag with like stickers and, you know, fun yeah. stuff in it. Yeah. And um, it's just the strange, it's the strangest world. Like I never grew up going to parties. Like party was a big deal. If your friend was having a party, like that was the thing. Right. But out here every day, somebody's having some party or event or swag bag something. She's and, just going to be used to it. But not just for her, but for me yeah. too, you know, yeah. like I, it's almost overwhelming the amount of events and. That's this world you've immersed yourself in though. You know, it's yeah. the. The world of going to events and screenings and things like that. I didn't. I don't think I realized as a lay person, <laughs> as, as a, a non, as a normal, as a normal. I don't think I realized like just how what a big deal events are. Oh yeah. Like there has been for years apparently a whole community of people, mommy bloggers, influencers, whatever you want to call them, bloggers in general, um, who 
go to these events, go to these parties, and you want to get on these invite lists, the it lists. Yep. You know, you want to be the one that the gets list. invited. And I'm, I'm not sure to what end, because it's not like we get paid to go to these events. I mean, maybe celebrities do. But for the most part, the average person going, the average influencer, social media, whatever, doesn't get paid to go. So we go to these events. Sometimes there's a gift bag. Sometimes there's not. Sometimes there's food. Sometimes there's not. And I just always wonder, like, what is the, the goal here or what is the benefit to um, the influencer or the mommy blogger that's going? What is the goal? Is it just bragging rights? It's bragging rights, probably, but also networking. You know, you're networking, you're making connections, you're building your brand, to, you know, throw that term out Why there. Why do you say it like that, building your brand? It's such, such a corny thing to say. I'm building my brand. Uh, my brand is this, and I'm building it higher. <laughs> That's my whole business. You just took a big dump on my whole build. I am building a brand. You are building your brand. <laughs> you're a douche. You're a douche canoe. This is my brand. Uh, See it grow. It is corny, but it's... <laughs> It is corny, but it's true. Like, I didn't know anything about brand building or what brands were. It sounded, That's a very marketing word to let's, me. Let's stop using the word brand now. No, I'm not using it. <laughs> I'm not going to stop. Um, I didn't know anything about what it was until I started Motherhood in Hollywood. And then I started researching it, looking into it. And I see at a certain point, there's almost like a tipping point with some of these influencers and mommy bloggers and, you know, bloggers in general where you go from being a climber, yep. climbing up the social ladder, mm -hmm. to um, the one people want to climb up to be with. The top of the ladder. Yeah. yeah. And for the most part, a lot of the people, especially in this mom space in L.A., can't speak to everybody, but in L.A., the ones at the top are have faked their way to get there. The alphas. The alpha. Well, they're not even alphas. They're just... The alpha brand. Okay, stop. <laughs> they're just fake. And so what kills me is that people try... There, So many of these mommy bloggers are are hustling. Yeah. They're hustling. They're looking for ways to grow their Instagram, grow their social media mm -hmm. following, looking for an outlet. Like, I swear to God, if one more person tells me they're starting a podcast because they think that's what's going to put them that's over the top. It. That's, that's going to do it. That's going to do it. You know, or they're starting their own YouTube series or funny videos or whatever because they think that that's what's going to get them to whatever their next level is. That's their hustle. Yeah. And it's their hustle. But what they don't realize is a lot of the people at the tip top top are, are have faked it. They faked their way to the top. Yeah. They've either bought followers, they're they're buying comments, they're buying likes. So it's not a very genuine, a very genuine example of an influencer and like. Yeah. I don't know. So I, I've been sort of disheartened with a lot of, a lot of that lately, and I've kind of tried to pull back, which has been great because I've been able to bury myself in my work and yep. focus on my new job and all of that stuff, but. I find that it's, uh, you know, I don't know. I'm still learning. I'm still learning and growing. Like, what do I want to do with motherhood in Hollywood? Where do I want it to go? What is my end game? Yeah, what's the next level? Has it changed? I know for me personally, like, I still want to be a series regular on a TV show or a movie star, whichever comes first. It's fine. Um, but I don't know what I want to do with motherhood in Hollywood. And that's right. a really terrible thing to admit considering how it's like an, a full-fledged business now. Right, know? right. I don't know what the end goal is. Keep, I mean, I think you're just, 
you are in this state of perpetual growth. Yeah. You know, you, you are constantly trying new things. Mm-hmm. You're trying to better your brand. You're trying to uh, grow your business, grow your little empire. Mm-hmm. And you're right. There, there is no, like, long-term goal, I don't think. I think right now you're just in, you're surviving. You're growing and surviving. I think that's what you're doing. Yeah. And I think that's what a lot of the other moms in And that's fine. And doing. that's completely yeah. fine to do that. To, to to run a business, you have the business going, let it go as long as it can go. Yeah. I mean, because any day it could not be there. Yeah, it could go away. And right. here's what I think. I think that eventually it is going to go away. Eventually I'm going to get burnt out with the podcast because we've done 100 this is 152 episodes now. I'm going to get burnt out with the podcast. Um people are going to get burnt out talking to me. <laughs> Or listening to my podcast. Amen. You know, oh, stop. <laughs> um, but I think eventually, so that part of it will go away. And I hardly, I'm so, I'm not a good blogger. Like, I don't, people call me a mommy <laughs> blogger, but I haven't updated some sections of my website since March. Yeah. You know, so I'm, I'm the worst at that. Well, that's a different type of dedication, though. It that's really actually is. sitting down and, I mean, you're an excellent writer. You write very well. But the, the task of sitting down at a keyboard and coming up with original content, paragraphs and paragraphs of original content every day, it's, it's, like, it's, like, it's like writing a book, you know, writing stories. It's, you know, it's difficult. It really is difficult. And, and strangely, it feels more intimate than us having a conversation. It, it could be. Yeah. Yeah, I can it, see that. It feels, because when you're putting something in black and white, it feels more... Um, personal i don't know why i mean as opposed to a conversation with my husband i think the best blogs out there are the real person are the personal ones i know but you know i'm so i'm i love myself but i'm also weirdly private you are very much so like i i have this constant tug uh, this this you know give and take of i want to share so much but i also am deeply private so it's weird. But it's... the best posts you've had have been the ones where you've shared. I you, know. Your 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 fat Pam post. Yeah. You know that was the hugely successful post, and you had a couple others where you you uh, kind of went in depth. Um, My gallbladder one. Your gallbladder really one was huge. People yeah. that really resonated with a lot of people. I don't know. I just I'm I get torn with how much to share because I also don't want to ever be an oversharer. That's the internet too. It's out there forever. That's yeah, the thing. it's so. out there forever and ever. Um, and also, I, I constantly worry about what other people are thinking. I wish I didn't. I wish it didn't bug me. And I wish I could be an oversharer and just share everything that's happening in my life and my world and my every single thought. But what holds me back is I'm like, eh, nobody really wants to hear that. Nobody really wants to know what I'm thinking about this or how I've managed this. Or You'd be surprised at what people want to hear. But do they? Yeah, I think so. I think, you know, if you start throwing you know, personal baggage out there, you know, even the most like minutia, like, uh, oh, I've got an ingrown toenail or something like that. <laughs> They're going to find that fascinating. They're going to find that fascinating, especially if you have a picture, you Ew. know, <laughs> I would, I would read that article, you, you know? Would. Yeah. Well, well, maybe, you know, if it's written well, I will say though, I've Googled some stuff and come read people's blogs where they've shared specific things that I have questions on. Yeah. So I know that that's true. And some yeah. of those things are tiny minutia, but yeah. you still read the article still because it's it's captivating that's true it's just my own personal hang-up with with blogging and and sharing in general i would much rather sit down and like have a conversation about stuff and that's just always who i've been and and how i've been yeah because then 
it's in my own words you can hear my inflection you hear my intention Mm because you know i'm very sarcastic and very smart ass and sometimes i feel like in my writing that that doesn't come across it may come across more as bitchy Mm. yeah i could see that i would rather hear if i'm going to share something i'd rather share it you know in person or with my own voice so people can hear my inflection and hear that i'm joking or just being a smart but it's also the reporter side of you too i mean you've you you started this whole life journey you know as a reporter Mm -hmm. you know i ran into a co-worker the other day at nbc and um he was like oh this is great you know congratulations on your you know reporting job and like have you ever done this before and i'm like oh yeah (laughs) a couple lifetimes ago yeah and i i forget that I, it's been so long since I was a real life reporter, a day to day reporter, that a lot of people who know me now as the actor, comedian, gal, whatever, yep. don't know that I used to be a reporter, and well, like that was my life. Even the people at at NBC, they're I mean they yeah. know they know you as the writer producer. Yeah, yeah, they know? don't know me in this capacity, and so I think that they were probably a little shocked, like why is this girl all of a sudden reporting? But I'm like it's what I graduated college from, yeah. you know, what degree I graduated college with. I did it for many years. And You're the only person I know and I've known for so long th- that is still working in the field that they got their graduated. degree in. Yeah. Um, I wish I'm like, I should never tell Oklahoma state that because then they try to hit me up for money. Ooh. Although they should ask me to speak. Like I'm a really big deal. <laughs> I mean, who else from the Oklahoma School of Journalism broadcasting, Oklahoma State School of Journalism, who else is famous besides me? I don't know. I don't remember anyone. I don't see. I'm going to look it up really quick because we have the internet here. But I'm going to look and see if anybody besides me is famous from the Oklahoma State School of Journalism broadcasting. I don't, I don't think so. I don't, I don't know. Do you remember what it was called? College. <laughs> Stupid <laughs> Of journalism and broadcasting. Yeah. Gra- alumni. Let's say alumni. Um, Chris and I actually met in the SJB school. Yeah. I was your producer. Hey. And look where we are now. Now I produce our lives. Yeah, I actually wasn't that impressed with you when I first saw you. <laughs> I was uh, I was like, who's this, who's this loud girl? <laughs> what is she? She <laughs> thinks pretty highly of herself, doesn't she? Loud. Well, remember you had your name. You had your name on the board, right? And you had scribbled next to it. I didn't scribble that. Someone, some, someone, Matt Prim did. Someone scribbled Matt Prim did. rocks, yeah. and I was like, Heather Tilly rocks. Who does she think she is? Great way to give everyone my maiden name. Now they're gonna stalk me and get all of our social security information. No, you know I didn't write that. <laughs> you know I didn't write that. I just signed up to be like your associate person. Okay, here are the the on the Oklahoma State University. Like front page of the alumni spotlight. Okay. Someone named Ashley Cope. Ah, Ashley. Right. Jenny Carn, mm-hmm. Matt Colmia. Let's see. He works at Keybridge Technologies. Uh, Robert Allen works at the Detroit Free Press. All right, Robert. Good on you. Emily Heckner, Water Four. Yeah. No one's ever heard of these people. I am literally the most famous alumni, and they don't ever email me and say, hey, please come and speak at any of our events. All these people work for PR companies. Oklahoma City Dodgers, is that a team? Or is there I, I don't know. A team, a do- a team I, called the Dodgers in Oklahoma? I don't know. Jared Hardwick works at Oral Roberts University. That's not a big deal. <laughs> We've all worked there. Anyway, so my point is... <laughs> 
<laughs> school that I graduated from, you should really reach out to me and beg me to speak at something because I'm a big deal. I'm sure when they listen to this podcast, <laughs> they'll they'll be Look calling this, you directly. This chick works for the Oklahoma Dental Association. How is that in journalism? What the hell? It, they're not listing their like VIPs. They're just listing what their alumni are doing now. No, this is their alumni spotlights. Like these oh. are their big time. Like hey, they well, made it's, it. It's Oklahoma State. Oh, stop. <laughs> I mean, come on. come on. Um, I mean, if it was like, you know, USC or, you know, something like that, you know, that'd be something different. But it's Matt Colmia is in here twice. This dude is in a really big deal. All right. Look at this guy. Jason Collington. I know Jason Collington. Yeah. He works for the Tulsa World. Yeah. All right. Look at him. Good on you, Jason. He used to be there when we were there. He, he wrote for the, uh, the Ocali. He graduated the same year I did. Yep. Not the same year you did. No, no. I graduated a different year. Um, <laughs> anyway, my point is that you had just said that you're, I'm one of the other people you know still working with their degree. That's true. I just think that people evolve and people find other things. Like mm-hmm. they have the quarter-life crisis. Or sure. In their 30s, maybe they quit and they start a family and, and all of that stuff. And yeah. I, You've done it all. I have always... <laughs> been so grateful for my journalism degree because it You've has fallen back on it many times it has proven to be one of the best decisions i ever made i made it out of fear I went into journalism out of fear because my mother was like you'll never make it as an actor yeah <laughs> thanks mom <laughs> um so i went into journalism and it was truly one of the best things i've ever done I, I guess i don't know i'll never know if what would have happened if i had stayed with theater and maybe moved to broadway did you ever think, because you were in theater too for a while, did you ever, ever want to pursue theater or acting in any way as a career? I was not much for the acting side of things. I was more the tech. Like, I enjoyed the lights. I enjoyed the costumes. I enjoyed the stage, building the stages and stuff like that. I was more on the tech side. And no, I never really saw myself doing that long term, which is why I went from theater over to journalism. I was originally a theater major. And when did you start doing radio? Was it... Freshman year in college, sophomore year? Mm, God, it was uh, probably sophomore, I guess, maybe. I don't know. I started on the uh, KWBY yeah, cable radio Cowboy station. Radio. Yeah, cable radio station. I did an hour like every Tuesday night or something like that. And uh, yeah, then from there, it blossomed. It blossomed. For the next 10 years, I did radio, yeah. actually. I, um, so, 10 I actually enjoyed radio, which is probably why I enjoy the podcast so much. I enjoyed radio. Um, yep. I liked working uh, for the KWBY because remember as students, they used to let us like sign up for an hour here and there. Yeah, that's what I did. And we could pick our own. Um, I would bring a crate of CDs yes, in. Yeah. yeah, we could bring in our own CDs and stuff. I don't, I only brought in like some of my own, but I mostly just used the ones that were already there. And well, they had a music director, the guy, I can't think of his name right now, but he was a real like indie alternative leaning guy. And so yeah. he picked a lot of really cool songs to play and he had circled, this, circled them on the CDs and saying, you know, play these songs and these songs only he was trying to like be a music director yeah he was trying to be a music director he was trying to legitimize uh kwby at the Mm -hmm. time and it was uh it's pretty cool um i just remember it's the first time i ever heard that naked eyes song with my naked luscious jackson yeah yeah i used to play that because i love that one yep yep and um yeah i enjoyed radio i enjoyed broadcasting and stuff but i there's a big part of me that that wishes I would have stayed in theater because you just never know. Sure. You never know where I would have gone with a theater degree. 
LA was never on my radar as an option. It was all the people in the journal on the theater department at Oklahoma State were all about Broadway, very the very theater, right? Musicals and you know. Well, art. the ones that were uh, about film uh, went to LA in television. I didn't know anybody that was yeah. about film in television. Well, I that that one guy who was who ended up on the X Files spinoff. I acted with him in a couple of plays. Uh, Snedden, Steve Snedden. Oh, um, yeah. Is there somebody out here that's from Oklahoma State? Mm-hmm. Is he still here? Yeah. <gasps> I'm going to look him he, up. He's more of a writer or producer now, uh, I think. Well, why isn't he putting me in his shows? <laughs> I love I, 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 I punched him in the eye during a, pro- <gasps> during a performance of, of Mice and Men, actually, during one of our rehearsals. I punched him Goodness. in the eye and gave him a black eye by accident. I like did a stage you know, theater swing, and I actually connected with his face. Um, Steve Stenton. I'm going to look up his IMDb. Um, I didn't know that there were other Oklahoma State people. Maybe this is why we should connect, like, with our alumni. You know, I remember we first moved here. We were so bummed because we could not find anywhere to watch our um, football games. We still don't. I know. <laughs> they still don't ever play OSU games. I think the first OSU game this year is, like, on Thursday. Um, this coming Thursday? This coming Thursday, yeah. Ooh. I think. I'm, I'm fascinated with Steve Snedden. Let's see. He moved to Los Angeles after graduating from Oklahoma. Steve Snedden doesn't even know we're talking about him. Dang, 71. He is well, older. He's not 71. He says he was born in 71. Oh, 1971. Okay. He I is thought, a, quite I, a bit older. Yeah. I didn't know that. Moved to L.A., double major in theater and television production while performing local and regional theater in L.A.'s comedy store. Let's see. Uh, he was on... G- Jimmy Bond and the Lone Gunman. Yep. The Lone Gunman was the X-Files spinoff. He was in Antoine Fisher. Yeah, small part, I guess. Mm-hmm. I think his first role was in... Um, what's that Piper Parabou movie? In 2016, he made a cameo appearance as a con man in Better Call Saul. Can you make a cameo appearance if you're not a big celebrity? Sure. Really? That's yeah. called a co-star. That's not a cameo. Because in that case, then I made cameos in the Orville, yeah. in Get Shorty. Yeah. <laughs> you cannot call that a cameo. Well, technically it is. <laughs> There's no prerequisite to be famous. There is. No, a cameo role is specifically famous people that pop in and out of established shows. Or... And they slum it doing a one-line yeah. walk-on. Yeah. A cameo is a piece of jewelry, typically in an oval shape. No, that's not right. A short descriptive literary sketch that encapsulates someone or something. What is this definition? A small character part in a play or movie played by a distinguished actor or a celebrity. Well, okay. That's a cameo. So I haven't made any cameos yet, but I'm, <laughs> I'm available. You are distinguished. I'm distinguished. Um, <clears throat> all right, so we have digressed from our topic a little bit, which was transitioning into kindergarten with our baby girl. <laughs> it's quite the rabbit hole we went down we there. We did, because I love talking about myself, which is why I have the podcast. Um, I'm curious to see how this next year is going to go. I think it's going to fly by. Yeah. Yeah, I think it's just going to go fast. Mm-hmm. I think so, too. We have some pretty exciting news coming up we can't talk about yet. I mean, we probably could, but I want to wait a little bit before we announce about the thing. Hmm. 
Um, but I'm very excited about that. So you guys stay tuned. Make sure you follow me at Motherhood in Hollywood on Facebook and Instagram so you can keep up with our crazy lives with the Broker fam. And also follow me on Twitter. And also follow Chris, you guys. He's actually almost as funny as me. I'm I'm quite hysterical sometimes. <laughs> follow him. Pretty good. He's a weird t- handle, though. He, ne- he didn't use his real name. At Uzik Guy. Yeah, U Z I Q G U I. Do you want to know the history of that handle? I know the history, but you can tell everybody. Well, you know, in hindsight, I kind of, I, I kind of regret it because when, <laughs> when you read it, it looks like I'm Uzi Q Guy. Yeah, it does. And it makes me look like <laughs> some kind of weird gun nut. And I'm, that's not, that's not it at all. Totally that's does. that's not it at all. Okay, <laughs> the U right in Uzik Guy is representative of the Greek mu. The Greek letter mu, oh, okay, so, which is shaped like that. a U, okay, and then you put mu Zeke together. It's music, music guy. It's very simple. Nobody it's knows. Very simple. <laughs> Everyone should know that. Okay. Well, anyway, every, follow me. Every nerd knows that. <laughs> um, thank you for being on my show, baby. I love you. I love you too. I had fun yesterday at the LA Food and Wine event. That was a fantastic event. It was really cool. Yeah. We went to the LA Food and Wine event, um, and we drank a lot and we ate a lot. So um, so much good food. Ooh, so much really good was. food. I mean, you're my favorite day date. Me too. You're your favorite day date. I love my day dates with <laughs> me. <laughs> all right, everybody. That's gonna do it for us, and we'll stop being all schmoopy because now we have to clean the house. Thanks for listening. I hope you have a great week, everyone. Remember, I'm not a perfect mom, but I can play one on TV. Bye. Mama funny. Balls.